Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I am your host, Rudo, joined by Evan today to answer a bunch of listener questions for the most part. Yeah, we're actually on time for once, Victor. <laughs> I know, it's a miracle. Uh, the party is in the USA today. Uh yeah, we have some questions from Twitter. Of course, we'll be taking questions from the live chat as we go as well. So hop on in if you haven't yet. Uh, Evan, you ready to do this thing? Let's do it. That song got me hyped. I was dancing. <laughs> pumped now? <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that song came out before your daughter was born, right? That song's pretty that old. That song's like when I was in college, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, it's like 10 years old, right? Yeah, so, she's... <laughs> That's a long time ago. <laughs> um, all right. Anyway, we're going to start with a question directly in your wheelhouse, Evan. This one comes from Steph. She asks, which Av would play which? Oh, no, that's the wrong question. Sorry. <laughs> which current rostered Av would make the best guest appearance on Always Sunny? Um, I mean, I feel like there's not a real psychopath on the Avs team to fit in on that <laughs> that uh, show. I mean, the only guy I could really think of is just maybe Ian Cole. Yeah. Seems like he could probably put him back, and he's got, like, three teeth. So, yeah, I mean, I think he'd probably fit in the best. Uh, yeah, there's just – they're too normal for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of hard to say. Not They don't have anyone crazy left over. No. Um, all right. Well, we can we can tie that in then to this question from Vitor, who asks top three Avs enforcers of all time, because they might fit on Always Sunny a little bit better. <laughs> yep. Um, I mean, Scott Parker. You probably yeah. just got to throw him out there. Parker's number one has to be Morel, uh, maybe. I'm thinking like Jeff Rogers. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I guess it depends. Chris Simon yeah. was, was a good player at the same time as being, I mean, I wouldn't say he was a really good player, but he was, he was decent enough and he could hold his own. Um, whoa. Why is Rudo so sexy? That's a good question. Uh, with this main, <laughs> nobody knows the answer to that question. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I guess we're talking pure fighting, Peter Worrell, but I don't, I don't really remember him fighting. He wasn't on the Avs long enough for yeah, me to even like. It's true. Remember, I just remember his helmet like just sitting on top of his head. I, uh, I knew someone would say this, but McLeod was a terrible fighter. <laughs> like he would fight, but <laughs> he didn't win many. Yeah, yeah. The Avs. It's been a while. well. Bordalo was decent fighting I, guess. I mean he was I big enough where if he landed a punch it would do some damage yeah 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 scott parker i would say jeff Rogers, probably in there dingman was decent yeah that's a good call dingman's a good call yeah i guess they have had some decent ones it's just been a while uh all right the mule an enforcer technically yeah, not really he's not a fighter he just was a pest uh, Lappy was okay. You could make a case for Lappy, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry asked, do you think the Avs will be dark horse contenders for the Stanley Cup in the next season, their 25th anniversary? I think they'll be more than dark horses. Um, yeah. 
Are they the favorites? On... Uh, in Vegas, they're the <laughs> yeah. betting favorites, so hard to call them a dark horse, yeah. Yeah, you're not going to get make a ton of money, I guess, right now. If you put I mean, it down. The favorites is like plus 750, so you'll still do yeah. okay, but um all right. Well, I guess we can move on to your Am I asking question. questions to myself? It's <laughs> an Evan question. I don't I don't know <laughs> what he's even asking. Who's your least favorite av of all time? Oh, I didn't even see that one. Oh. It's from YouTube. Oh, uh, there it is. By from Evan. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Just talking to myself here. <laughs> uh, there are a- some guys I did not enjoy watching at all. Like Mark Andre Cleese was just like, "Why are you here? Like, <laughs> what is the point of you?" <laughs> How about like a decent player though? Because I remember I was never a fan of Scott Hannon. Yeah, people did not like him. Um, I guess as far as least favorite, yeah. Like, what what didn't you like about him? Just the way he played, or? Uh, he was a turnover machine. Uh, absolute, just every time he had the puck, it felt like he turned it over right to the other team, which, uh, you know, it was probably no more than any other defenseman. It's just the guy that I noticed it with as a kid growing up. Like, oh, yep, Tannen turned it over again. That was, yeah, because he was from pre-lockout, and then yeah. the Avs got him post-lockout, and it's just like, well, the game is not really made for you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there's a I'm trying to think there's there's definitely been some guys I have not liked over the years that just were not enjoyable to watch they were probably I mean when Breezeball was here it was just like nothing but mistakes it seemed like and then yeah I mean there's a lot of goalies that came through where it's just like they, they can't make a save I liked Brian Elliott in Ottawa and then he came here and it was just he was checked out. He he helped them tank very very well, but he was bad. All right. Um, I saw one other question I wanted to answer here really quick. Uh, excuse me. Uh, should we sp- expect any Baron ELC soon? Probably not. They'll probably sign him at the end of the season. Uh, but moving back into our list. Um, what is the weirdest moment you've ever experienced in sports? I'm talking playing as a kid, adult, watching a sport, accidentally succeeding or failing. Just a strange moment in your sporting life. Um, yeah, I saw this one. I was trying to think. There's, I've had some, well, the one I wanted to mention is not a good one (laughs) because (laughs) it involves injuries. I I have one also that involves injuries that I was going to (laughs) say. Yeah, and back in like tryouts, this kid, his femur broke, and it was like the most horrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, I mean, as far as obviously I wasn't involved in, but the fog game back in Buffalo, I think it was in Buffalo back in the seventies or eighties. Yeah, Um, that was up there. But what was yours? What were you going to say? That was a personal one. Well, there's two. I also saw a kid get his not his femur but his his tibia shattered by a catcher in baseball um and then i had one personally that happened to me where uh the elementary school i went to had this big like gravel pit 
essentially that everyone always played soccer in, but it was just like recess. So there were like always six, seven soccer balls on the field or whatever. <laughs> and um, I got my first concussion there by like playing soccer and some kid behind me kicked a soccer ball and it just torpedoed right into the back of my head. And I stayed on my feet, but like everything went dark for a couple seconds and it was a super surreal experience to like when I, my lights came back on and everyone on the the pit was like in a different spot than where they were before. And I was like, what the hell just happened? (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Yeah. Concussions. I, I got a concussion in a game back in high school. And I remember I like back then, obviously it was way different. No one was stopping me from playing. Like I, I there's no way I should have kept playing, but I did. And then I remember after the game, getting a concussion test from like the doctor. And he's like, who's the president. And I just named some, some kid's dad on the team. <laughs> Amazing. And they're like, yeah, I think you have a concussion. <laughs> How old were you? I was like 16 or 17. Okay. All right. So you were old enough to like know who the president was. Uh, yes. I was old enough to know who the president was. It wasn't that guy's dad. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Uh, I would hope that, you know, leagues back in high school now have better concussion spotters and things like that. Yeah. I, I really hope so for their sake. Um, Ovechkin's going to stay with the Capitals forever until he goes back to Russia. I think that's yeah. the answer to that question. Uh, I guess all right. when, when do you think he goes back to Russia? Because I think he's got at least like four years left. <laughs> like he's going to try to chase down Gretzky, I think for uh-huh. sure. But will he get there? Well, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see three to four years because he, he doesn't. I think he said he's not gonna if he he's not gonna chase it just to chase it. Yeah, I, I mean, I've talked about it with AJ a ton. If it wasn't for nearly two and a half lost seasons now, mm-hmm. he'd he'd catch him easily. But yeah, the the world is not aligning for him to break that record. Yeah, it's just not <laughs> meant to be on that one. Maybe. That way. <laughs> Um, uh, I uh, Trevor, who asks, is next year the young D men in the league all vie for the Norris? I'm gonna say no. Uh, McCarr McCarr might, but at the end of the year, like the Norris is, and and many NHL awards, to be fair, are are built on pedigree to a lot. Like it's not uncommon that they just award the Norris as like a a career achievement award to people. Mm-hmm. It's it'll probably be a few years before those guys get. In. It's probably getting to about the time where Seth Jones is going to start, start yeah. getting in there. Yeah, but that's a good call. Makar and like Heiskanen and those guys. It'll probably be a few more years, just the way things are going. You got when did Hedman win his first one? The last couple of years when. Yeah, it was like he's been a beast forever, and he finally got one because, mm-hmm. like, they gave it to Dowdy because he deserved one based on his career or something instead of like an actual impressive season. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think Seth Jones will probably be the next one in here, and then we just gotta wait a few years just because that's how voters work with the Norris. Yeah. Yeah, I I do think Edmund will win more as well, probably, mm-hmm. but. 
have to wait and see. Uh, we can take our first period break there as it's time to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Uh, you can get eight different beers on tap down at the bar or go down to the source, the farmhouse in Littleton, and get dozens of different flavors. Or, of course, keep it local to you and use the Breck Beer Locator to find their beer in a liquor store near you. Obviously, they're amazing stuff. I got their agave wheat shirt on right now. Repping them. Love all of their beers, to be honest. So give them a try today if you haven't. If you have, keep going out and getting your favorite beer from them. They have a flavor for everyone. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there, answering listener questions. Let's see. All right, let's let's tackle this one. Let me let me pull it up. Uh, Eddie asks your thoughts on the NHL top 20 wingers list. Mm-hmm. Um, off the top of my head, I believe the Avs related section there is Miko Rantanen uh, was ranked 8th as I bring up the list here. Yeah, so these lists are always just wild. And then the fans lists are just hilarious more than anything. (laughs) Um, But I think they have Panarin. It goes Panarin, Pasta, Kucherov, top 3. I would probably I love Panarin. I'd probably still lean towards Kuch at number 1 just based off of, you know, he didn't have as many points this year, but I still think he's probably the best winger in the game. And here's the list for reference for people watching. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I really like Kucherov as well. It's hard for me to not have him at one. Um, Honestly, those top three are probably all pretty close. Um. I think Ovechkin's the tough one to me because he's an awesome goal scorer, but you know, at this, as he gets older, the the rest of his game playmaking and things like that, he's just not as explosive as he used to be. So he's a little bit tougher to rank to me. Um, I would put Mark stone higher than where they have him. Yeah. I, I think I'd probably have Huberto higher as well. Yeah. I mean, Huberto had a, in my opinion, a borderline MVP season. I know he didn't get any votes, but like he was so good for Florida last year. And I, I know Florida was great. <laughs> AJ pointing out somehow Max Pacioretty made this list. Yeah, and Patrick Laine, after the season he had, I wouldn't. I mean, if this was a couple of years ago, <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't have Patrick Laine there. Yeah, Pacioretty's the weird one. Blake Wheeler seemed to take a step back. Three three jet swingers in in a span of four. Canada. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, JT Miller. Oof. Dude, he got more MVP votes than, than Huberto, so he had an awesome year. <laughs> I don't know about that though. I mean Crosby's a center, but mm-hmm. uh I I don't know how you put Tarasenko on this list after he was injured all of last year either. But I saw some Jets fans saying that these are the three wrong wingers anyway, that they've had Ehlers higher anyway. I think actually there's probably a good case for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I'd have probably Kachuk a little bit higher as well. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, it's it's uh well don't go to the fans list now because I saw Travis Konechny was top ten. <laughs> I I we gotta go man. Yeah, find it. And they had Svech at six, which loves Svechnikov, but sorry AJ, I wouldn't have him the sixth best winger <laughs> in the game right now. <laughs> NHL Network top 20 wingers. I got to find the fans list. I can't. It's not like linked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sarasenko. That guy hasn't been healthy in a long time. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's like, like ready to come back and they're like, oh, wait, your shoulder's still broken. You need more surgery. All right. Well, you may have lucked out because I don't think I can find uh, find the fan lists. Well, I can tell you JT Miller is still in the top 20 in that one. I'll try to find it here. <laughs> if you can find it, go for it. Uh, while we look that up, another question from Jesse. How long do you think the current championship window is open? Um, I think as long as McKinnon is here. I mean, they're going to have a core here for a while, so it's going to be open. It's just, to me, it feels like this roster right now might be the most talented, the best combination, I guess, of talent and experience that they're going to have before the cap crunch really kicks in. But the the, the window's still going to be open because they're still going to have McKinnon, they're going to have Ranton, yeah. McCarr, all those guys. So it's just going to be a matter of how Sekic works the cap because it's going to get a lot tougher after this season. Yeah, I it becomes a very much a question of, of how do they manage it from here? And depending on that answer, it could be the windows closed when McKinnon signs his next contract. I don't think that's true. It could mm-hmm. be the abs are perennial contenders for the next five, six, seven, maybe more years. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's, I, st- I still think it is going to be open with McKinnon. It's just going to be a lot harder. And we all, I mean, there's always the unknown of what the heck the cap is going to be then and how the league is working then. So I found the top 20 wings list from the fans if you want to know it. Oh, please share it or, or hit me with so, the So <laughs> Panarin 1, Kucherov 2, Ovechkin 3, Kane 4, Pasta 5, and then it gets a little weird, Fetch 6, <laughs> Stone 7, so they, I think they got a little bit better there. Marner, Rantanen, and then 10 is Konechny. Wow. 11, Giroux, Marchand, Goudreau, Gensel. I mean, we didn't really talk about Goudreau. He's kind of... I mean... He's super talented. I I think he'll be okay. I I think he'll bounce back this year. I'd take the other guy, Kachuk, over him. I think I probably would, too, after last year. But Yeah. Gensel, Huberdo, Landy. Landy made the top 20. Landy in the top 20. Miller, Kyle Connor, Taylor Hall, future former Av, uh, Max Pacioretty. That's the top 20 from the fans. To be honest, that's a good point. I didn't <laughs> even think, like, Taylor Hall didn't even make the NHL's list. Yeah. That's kind of insane. Signed yeah. with Buffalo and people just... Everyone forgets about Arizona and Buffalo, I guess. <laughs> yep. <laughs> JT Miller, though. 
I don't think he's repeating that season personally, I, but we'll yeah, see. It'd be tough. I think it'd be tough for him <laughs> to to go ahead and do that again. But you know what? Maybe maybe the fans are right. Um, Will asks, who's Evan's favorite or one of his favorite people to chat with in the locker room? Uh, I feel like we've done this before, but probably. Yeah, I am going to miss Z because Z, Z was always nice to me and he doesn't usually, he doesn't always give the standard answers. He'll kind of stray off a little bit. The Probably the best one is Ian Cole, just because he's very well spoken and he goes into detail and he'll kind of nerd out with you a little bit. Um, just talking to him about specific things. EJ's good. You know, Landy talks every night and, you know, yeah. he's still will give you long detailed answers. Yeah. Uh, definitely not the goalies. <laughs> Talking <laughs> to Gruby is like, okay, not getting much here. Um, yeah, I don't talk to Jost as much as AJ. I think Jost is probably a good interview. Uh, not Comfer. <laughs> he is <laughs> very much not getting much out of him. So, uh, and Graves is good. Yeah, there's some good guys in there. Um, I did build a pretty decent rapport with Gerard this last year and get some stuff out of him, but he's still pretty shy with the media. But uh, yeah, there's some good guys, especially on defense. There's some you can get some good answers out of guys. Ian Cole probably is the best though. That's why all these sites get him to do blogs and stuff all the like stuff. That. Yeah, because he's got personality and knowledge <laughs> and things like that. So. Uh, all right. Sweaty Yeti asks, which Avs UFA after next season are they most likely to re-sign, if any? I'm assuming – I'm just going to assume Landy doesn't count. Yeah, I'm assuming Landy. Um, which, everyone figures he's signing. Which leaves them with Saad, uh, Calvert, Belmar, Ian Cole, and Philip Grubauer. I mean – I would think of those guys, well, I'll probably say Calvert. I think they like him and that they could probably sign him based off of injuries, maybe a little bit cheaper than what they have him right now. To me, Calvert and Gruby are the two there just because you never know what's coming in net. Justus is coming, but he's not going to be stepping into the NHL immediately unless he has just a godlike season development. You don't think the push for Saad might be coming? I don't. I, how they're going to fit these numbers in is beyond me. But yeah, I, it, I, I tend to lean towards. Let's see how it, he fits on the ice. He's very consistent, but yeah, that one's going to be tough for me. The chat saying Grubauer is the one. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, if they're re-signing Grubauer, that means he had a good season. So not the. Not the worst choice in the world. Yeah. And then, I mean, what else is out there? Like, <laughs> goalies, this was a weird goalie market where you're not normally going to see that type of year where there's just a million goalies hitting free agency that can step in. So, it's, uh, yeah, Gruby makes the most sense to me. And like I said, Calvert, I think they could probably get him back cheaper. Um,. Here's an interesting question from Oro with I they're both 
of the alternates are relatively locked up, assuming a EJ sticks around. Uh, we've talked about the whole expansion draft situation with him before, but is there anyone you see that could wear the A for the Avs for uh, for a while after EJ? I suppose. Uh, yeah. I mean, the easy answer is Makar, just because he's got a little bit of that background there, but. I mean, we're looking at a few years, and and if they're talking long term, then that's probably the guy who's going to yeah. be around for a long time. Um, who wore it when everyone was out? I think Kadri wore it. Kadri, Calvert's worn it in the past. Yeah, I don't think it'll be Rantanen. No, they they like to have at least one defenseman usually if they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Makar seems like the. Easy slam dunk answer there. I like it. Not uh, sorry. I can't go too off the board there. <laughs> I, I think it's the correct answer, so <laughs> I yeah. wouldn't call it very off uh, off center or anything. But mm-hmm. I guess the other guy that maybe you could think about is I don't know. People always look at Comfort as that type of guy. He's signed up long term potentially, but I, I would lean more towards McCarr. Yeah, I even like Byram or somebody maybe. Um, it, and look at the the behind the scenes locker room when nobody's in it. You know, maybe the leaders are a little bit different. You could talk about someone like Joe's, who everyone knows has a super high work ethic, or, or something like that. But for the core of the team, Makar makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can say, Confer, not not a good interview for us. He's definitely a lot more animated with the team than he is with us. <laughs> so there you so go. These guys are definitely a little bit different when we're not around, so it's kind of hard to say. All right. What do you guys think about the idea of trading EJ for buyout purchases similar to the Grubauer Orpik deal? No need. Uh, EJ should just be playing, first of all, if he's willing to waive his NMC. Uh, for the expansion draft. Um, otherwise, if he's not willing to waive his NMC, then you could explore a trade, but you could just buy him out at that point. Like You're saving a significant amount of money by buying him out. Mm-hmm. Where if someone's like, hey, give us a seventh to, to take that cap hit, sure, whatever, but... If it's a significant price, it's probably going to be not worth it for the Avs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this. oh, man, I guess we are getting to expansion draft time. Yep. It's closing in here. It's, it's well inside a year now, so. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think EJ, I'm, I have a feeling he'll wave. I'm not too concerned about all yeah. this stuff right now. And as much as we talk about trading him, I think the staff – wants him there to use him the gm you know that side of the things a little bit different but i think the coaching staff thinks that he obviously he's a valuable part there so it's it's a super easy relationship he wants to be here everyone wants him here Mm -hmm. the only way it doesn't work out is if he's not willing to waive the nmc like yeah yeah i don't see it being an issue personally but well, I guess we're crossing that bridge here real soon. <laughs> Who was a player you always wished would be an Av, but never actually ended up here? 
can I say Taylor Hall? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think back to like the O'Reilly trades and like the Target Duchesne trades stuff. where yeah. all these names were thrown around. Um, yeah, it's tough to say because I'm trying to think of someone realistic and not just be like, well, I was hoping that this guy, I guess for me, I was hoping for Panarin last year. Um, I totally thought he was worth the money and he definitely has proven to be worth the money. I think that would have been, and still would be awesome to watch, but it just wasn't meant to be. Broadway was too big for him. He had to have that. It's the way it goes. It's the way it goes sometimes. Uh, I don't know. Like back in the day, the abs could kind of attract whoever they wanted. Like, they had obviously the Korea Solani years, which didn't go the way they wanted. But if you look at the handful of guys that they acquired and ended up playing like 15 games for them, they had all sorts of uh, star studded names on the team in, in some aspect or another. Theo Fleury, uh, Dave Andrew was supposed to play for the team in the lockout year. I think, uh, I think Dan Poos was supposed to play for them in the lockout year. Is that, is that what it was? Okay. Andrew Chuck yeah. did play for them. Yeah, that sounds uh, right. That sounds he, right. Oh, man, was he so slow. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think he went and won the cup afterwards with Tampa. But or I'm, maybe I have that timeline mixed around. But, yeah, Dan Poos was the guy who signed during the lockout and just never played. And never played, yeah. Yeah. They had Casparitis for, like, a handful of games, too. Like Casparitis, I remember him. Ooh, yeah, they're mentioning Shabbat. Shabbat with the Ottawa rumor. Yeah, that's That would have been nice. <laughs> Well, I mean, what a different world. AJ and I talked about that a couple days ago, where it's like if you had Chabot instead of Gerard. And it, I, th- I believe the deal was for Zabanajad as well. So the Avs probably would have felt pretty good about that. Um, Eric Lindros is an interesting one, just obviously with his history with Quebec. Um, and then I never wanted Yager on the Avs. When Yager was a realistic option for the Avs, he was old. <laughs> I mean, maybe he's always been old, but Evan's back. <laughs> well, I think we lost Rudo. No, we there. lost. I, I, you were lagging for me. I don't know. You, you just froze for me. Oh, awesome. Good job. Good job, software. All right. I guess that's a sign that we should take our second period break here and acknowledge WGT Golf. We're doing weekly tournaments again and giving away free DNVR merch just for playing. You don't even have to win. All you have to do is enter and be sure to join. Go to dnvrgolf.com to download. Search for DNVR3 to join our third clubhouse. And we're going to have a tournament run Friday, <clears throat> running Friday to Sunday. All you have to do is play in it. It's usually closest to the hole. And at the end of the tournament, take a screenshot, send it in either to the DNVR Sports Twitter account, to the tweet pinned right at the top of the account, or send it to info at vdnvr.com. By sending it in, you will enter yourself in a chance to win a bunch of awesome stuff, including a DNVR shirt and mask. So if you haven't gotten in on the action yet, you might as well jump on it now and try to win yourself some free stuff. Again, that's dnvrgolf.com to download. And once you get in, you have to search for DNVR3 to find our third clubhouse and join in on the fun and weekend tournaments. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook with Rudo and Evan answering your questions. 
Evan, you have a young daughter, so do not feed the octopus asks top five Disney movies. Well, I thought I'd do some research on this and then you Google Disney movies and there's 6 billion of them. (laughs) So I guess we got to go. Are we talking animated or are we talking live action or all together? I'll allow anything you want. So I will throw Mighty Ducks in there. It's not particularly a accurate movie, but (laughs) it is an enjoyable movie. Um, I will say I have seen Moana at least 6,000 times in the last year and I do enjoy it. I'll put that in there. Uh, younger me would have said Lion King, but I can't even watch that movie anymore. Just with the sadness of a, there's too many Disney movies are just too sad. Like there's always a really depressing moment in there that you can't get past. Like up the first 10 minutes are just brutal. Yeah. Um, Coco, another sad one. That's a good one. You ever seen that one? I've never seen Coco. Coco's good. Toy Story, got to go classic. Toy uh, Story one. Yeah, Toy Story, Toy Story best, one. That uh, they two was good. It. Two was okay, and then they really started milking it after that. But I haven't seen the fourth one. Um, you know, I was going through these lists, and I saw some real classic names. Remember the Titans? That's a good Ooh, one. That's a good one. Um, not Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> I liked Angels in the Outfield as a kid. It's definitely not a top five Disney movie, but I liked it. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, you, you, are we talking Disney Channel movies here and here, too? Oh, we got to go Brink. Like Brink and stuff? Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm going through here. 101 Dalmatians. Nah, that doesn't make the top five. The Santa Claus. <laughs> I'm going to go with a no on that <laughs> one. Well. Um, I don't know why Jungle the Jungle popped up. <laughs> George of the Jungle? No, Jungle the Jungle. Or Tim Allen. Movie. Tim Allen like has a kid who grew up in the jungle or something like that, and then he brings him to New York. Yeah, I don't know that movie at all. Yeah, you need to... You know, culture yourself there. That's that's a good one. Hocus but, Pocus. Good call there, Victor. Hocus Pocus. Is Miracle a Disney movie? I didn't see that pop up there. I, is it? I don't know. I, I don't know if it technically know. is a Disney movie. Oh, it is. All right. It well, is. that's probably making the top five. <laughs> National Treasure. Those are Disney movies. Yeah. <laughs> National Treasure is so overrated. He's like, again, a fun movie, but people like idolize that movie and i don't understand it <laughs> well it's because it's nicholas cage that's why people idolize that movie I, he has so many bad movies <laughs> i know we could have steal the what is it the declaration, the declaration of independence? independence again all of the pirates of the caribbean movies i've not seen i don't think i've seen any of those movies <laughs> i see all the first two i think uh, um you can't forget the lizzie mcguire movie there's a Lizzie McGuire movie. Yeah, Hannah, Hannah Montana. There you go. Just right on. Uh, this is more of an even Stevens kid, all right? Ooh, yeah. Bedtime, <laughs> bed, bedtime Stories is a good Adam Sandler Disney movie, actually. Never seen that one either. There's so many. I mean, <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> there's just too many on this list. Xenon Girl of the Future. Didn't that come up when we were no, talking? Xenon. Yeah, Xenon's legit. 
don't even don't even talk it. What's the like future house one? I th- Safe. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Where yeah. the house turns on them. Yeah, yeah. The evil house. Of <laughs> the, the house is that... Peggy Bundy, and it turns on them. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> I I'm not a big Frozen guy. I just I, I've said something controversial that AJ disagree with. That I think the Frozen Two soundtrack is better than the Frozen One soundtrack. We're just which like he disagreed with. We're getting on AJ's bad side with these uh these Disney takes. Smart House. Thank you, AJ. Yeah. Frank and Weenie? No, I watched that. But I turned on that movie the other day, and it was depressing. I turned it off. <laughs> That's what, same reason I can't watch The Land Before Time anymore. I, I just can't watch these depressing moments in movies, even though I'm a grown-ass man. It seems like they get harder with, as you get older. Because you're not really thinking about it when yeah, you're a kid. As a kid, you're like, what? Ah, pretty colors. <laughs> yep, dinosaurs. <laughs> Never saw yeah, Bolt. Was... Bolt that that has Hannah Montana in it, right? The dog movie is was is Homeward Bound Disney? Probably not. Yeah, it is. It is. That oh, came out I loved Homeward Bound. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> That's another movie I've not seen in a long time. Ooh, there was some. Milo and Otis was a movie I used to watch as a kid. It was like about a pug and a cat that floated away for some reason, like in a river. What? And then somehow they find their way back. Like, I don't know why there was all these movies about animals just getting lost and finding their way back back in the early nineties. But there were, that's it was hip and with it. See the best wizard of Oz like remake is, the sci-fi one with Zoe Deschanel, in my opinion, which is a super weird take, I know, but mm. um, I, I did see one on the Jersey Rocket Man. I've never even heard Har- of Rocket Man with Harlan Williams, who's in Half Baked, feeding a feeding a horse beans or something like that. No, I've never heard it's of a, that. It's at a all. movie where he. Somehow he ends up going to Mars, but he doesn't like fall asleep on the plane. Like he doesn't, a monkey steals a spot. So they go into hibernation instead of him. That sounds a little bit familiar. Yeah. Now I, I'm remembering like the trailers for this movie of him getting like slapped in the face by a monkey repeatedly, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I never saw it. I saw that movie on my, I think 11th birthday. Remember movie theaters? (laughs) Yeah. Those were a thing. That's where oh, we went. Good point, AJ. Johnny, Johnny Tsunami is excellent. Good. Yes. Mm-hmm. You have to convince Z to watch it with you. <laughs> I, re- I have Disney Plus, but I've not taken advantage of these old Disney movies on there. Um, probably because they wouldn't hold up as well, I don't think. Is, is H-E Double Hockey Sticks the one where the guy sells his soul for the team to win a Stanley Cup and then they trade him? Is that the right one? It sounds familiar, but I can't remember. There's There were like this super weird niche of hockey movies in the 90s like that, where there was that one and there was the one where the hockey player and the figure skater like swap bodies. The Ice Princess? <laughs> I don't think that was it. Are you thinking about the movie with The Rock? No, I'm thinking of the one where he's a tooth fairy or something like that. The one called Tooth Fairy? Yeah. 
have you ever seen that movie must love dogs it's about a guy who must love dogs <laughs> no oh they're the uh, cutting edge that's a good movie pretty sure it's not a disney movie though <laughs> I Body feel swapping like movies. Thirteen going on thirty with Lindsay Lohan. Uh, kind you're of. Thinking of you're thinking of Freaky Friday, I think. Oh uh, yeah, you're right. That the Freaky Friday was the Lindsay Lohan one that ruined it. Thirteen going on thirty was the one with what's her name. Jennifer Not Lindsay Carter. Lohan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's way too yes. many of those movies. Yeah. You can tell. <laughs> We've talked about this more than any hockey stuff. This is a good conversation. There's just, there's just too many Disney movies. Like <laughs> it's just the list goes on and on and on. Like I watched Monsters Inc. I'd never seen that movie. That's a great movie. Oh yeah, Monsters Inc. One was excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Parent Trap. No, that's just no twins, yeah. aren't they're, they? They're not swapping bodies. They're just swapping places. Different. What about, what about Face Off? Is that a body swap? <laughs> <laughs> Not a Disney movie. John Travolta up in here. Um. Okay. <laughs> How do we get back on? We don't. We go to our next off-topic question, which is Mario Kart 64 or Diddy Kong Racing. I never played Diddy Kong. Oh, you I missed did, out. I, I did almost miss a job interview in college for by playing Mario Kart with my roommates, though, because <laughs> it was too intense. I couldn't leave. The person asking the question says Diddy Kong Racing is the goat. And while I really loved Diddy Kong Racing growing up, Mario Kart is legendary. So Mario Kart is legendary. Now, which version of Mario Mario Kart? Because I did get addicted to the GameCube version, which I'm sure not a lot of people played. Which but, version? Like, there's like four that come out on every console. I guess, yeah. But I have not. Uh, I haven't played the new one. I don't have a Switch, so I don't know how different that is, but. Yeah, Mario Kart's still the. I mean, there's like eight of them now, and that doesn't even include Double Dash. Yeah, I never played Diddy Kong. (laughs) What other racing game? Was there a Simpsons racing game, too? Well, there was Hit and Run, Mm. which was like Crazy Taxi, basically, combined with Grand Theft Auto for children. But it was super fun. Hit and Run, and, and they had a second one, too. Um,. In the same vein, I forget, but yeah, played a lot of Need for Speed games as a kid, but those are very different than Mario Kart and things like that. They're still like racing, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, but you're not shooting sh- green shells and banana peels at people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I don't remember. I don't remember any green shells. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I, so, what's the difference between Diddy Kong and Mario Kart racing? Uh, Diddy Kong, AJ kind of put it right with the better story mode. In Diddy Kong Racing, you had normal carts, you could do hovercrafts, you could fly planes. Um, and there was like a pretty deep story mode about all the stuff you had to do, and it got weird. You had to race like a gigantic pig monster at some points. <laughs> so it was, it was a little weird, but as a kid, the story mode was was excellent. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever really played Mario Kart games for stories as much as just like bragging rights between friends. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Fall Guys or Among Us for a social virtual drinking game? Both are excellent. I watched your clip of Fall Guys. Who, 
Who's trying to knock you off? Hot dog man. Hot dog man. Yeah. I won that, though. I took the crown, so hot dog man didn't F me. (laughs) I still have not played Among Us. I got my Series X showing up tomorrow, allegedly. It's been sitting in Memphis for three days. I've considered (laughs) just driving there and getting it because I'm not convinced it's going to show up. I'm so bad at Among Us. I've never been good at games like that. What is it? Like, don't you, what are you doing? It's just like uh, your standard, like, town hall who's the murderer game. So it's like Clue? No, it's it's (laughs) like uh, Werewolves or uh, Mafia. So you get, like, clues and stuff? Well, not really. Like, all right, so you have, like, up to ten people, and they all run around this ship, right? And you have to, like, do tasks on the ship. And then one or two of the people are actually aliens trying to kill everybody. (laughs) And so the the crewmates, like, are trying to do stuff, and then when they go off on their own, one of the aliens will try and sneak up on them and kill them. And then when another crewmate sees their dead body, you report it, and then you have to like vote who you think the alien is to try and save everybody. It's excellent. Yeah. AJ is correct. We should 100% have an Among Us party. The DNVR Among Us party. I would just probably assume it was... Well, you just guess who the murderer is then? You just kind of... like That's what I don't get, so whatever. Well, I'll have to watch you guys yeah. play it. Yeah, it's... I mean, a lot of the time people just end up guessing and are wrong and, and space their crewmates and lose the game. So <laughs> you're not that wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, we should definitely do Rocket League again. I know that. Backflip. Backflip for sure. <laughs> More Rocket League always always wise. Uh, last question comes from me. Oh. Just to finish this off with an abs question. Better acquisition this offseason. Sod or Taze? Taves. Yeah. Because he's going to play, I would assume he's going to play 20 plus minutes a night. And to me, you needed, I would say they needed a top four defenseman more than they needed a top six forward, at least in my opinion. So that's kind of the way I look at it is that Taves is going to be, I would say more valuable in this coming season. And, than, than Saad. Not that Saad, obviously Saad's going to be good, and he's been very consistent his entire career, but anytime you can basically just add a 20-plus minute-a-night defenseman without giving up a roster player, then you, you know, you're not going to be able to do that in the cap in a cap league very often. <laughs> very, very true. Defensemen are, have been at a premium in the league for the entire modern era, basically. So... I, I don't know if I disagree. I really like the Saad move, especially the value I think they got on it. Even mm-hmm. even you as the Z fanboy were like, <laughs> yep, that trade value is pretty good. Yeah, well, when Z wins the Norris this year, we're yeah, all going to okay. look like idiots. Okay. <laughs> um, he's 25. That means he's allowed to get voted. That's how these <laughs> voters work. He's old enough. Yeah. All right. No, well, I like the Saad pickup too, but... Yeah, Saka killed it either way. Like, those are both two awesome trades. <sighs> you know what you can do in less than 20 minutes, Evan? Oh, boy. Where are we going with this? <laughs> no, well, I don't. If you're inside Ball Arena, 
you may want to quickly trim your sack. With Manscaped and their oh. amazing products, Manscaped.com, use DNVR20 to get 20% off on their Perfect Package 3.0, which includes a trimmer and a bunch of other products as well. You can also use the go buy their underwear, which my wife raves about, says they're the most comfortable thing she's ever worn in the world. Either way, head on over to Manscaped. Get some of their awesome products. I would hope it takes under 20 minutes to do this. If it's taken longer, then (laughs) I think think there's some problems going on. (laughs) It's been too long. You have a whole regimen, all right? You have to trim it, and then you have to put on the the toner, and then you have the anti-chafe deodorant, all right? There's a whole lot going on there. It's a process. You got to make sure Ball Arena is looking high and tight, okay? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. (laughs) You can't enter ball arena without clean balls, I guess. Confirmed. Uh, On that note, we're going to wrap up the show today. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, however you consumed, and submitting your questions. Always very appreciated. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow talking about some stuff and things. I think it'll be me and Evan again, but... AJ likes to hang out in the chat, apparently, so maybe you'll hear from him, too. Uh, But other than that, thanks again, and we will catch all of you guys tomorrow.